Welcome back to the 70th episode of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Jake. This week, we have some fun things to talk about. We're recording this on April Fool's. I didn't tell Jake before now, but I'm going to do the whole episode just like this. I really hope not. Why? Are we actually going with this? Why not? (laughs) No no real reason. This week, we're going to talk about trickery in selling things online. It's no surprise that the digital marketplace has changed the way we buy and sell used goods now and forever. There's Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Uncle Henry's, eBay, basically tons of avenues. You can even sell your personal products on Amazon if you want to. Uh, There are a ton of ways to go about getting rid of your used stuff, and we're going to talk about what methods we think you can employ to maybe trick some people (laughs) into buying your used crap. And uh, what goes too far? What's over the line? What's unethical? Basically, where is the line drawn? What's ethical? What's not in regards to selling things online? But before we get into that, let's uh, let's talk about ourselves a little bit. Let's chat. Yeah. Let, let's uh, let's schmooze, schmooze. Schmooze. Is that a word? Is that a word I can use? Schmoozer. Schmooze it up. Yeah. I with think, my homeboy. I think that's a thing. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, what you got going on in your life there, my boy? Jake, my boy. Well, on the way here, I saw a pickup truck that said, take me as I am or don't take me at all. And I thought to myself, what a great representation of small town. I just hate that saying, and it's not even the right saying. Take me as I am or don't take me at all? Yeah. Are you kidding me, Jake? That's inspirational. It's just like one of those red flag phrases. That, like, they're probably a little bit ignorant. Right, like super ignorant, unwilling to change. The only people who would ever actually want to take them as they are are other people who think in that horrendous way. The same way, way. yeah. Uh, What's that quote by Marilyn Monroe that every basic white girl who's ages 13 to 18 uses? (laughs) It's the first half of that is, take me as I am, or watch me as I go, or watch me as I leave or something uh, well, i thought it and was I like if you can't think... handle me if, oh if you oh. can't handle me at my worst at my worst you don't you deserve don't. me at my best yeah or... that one and i don't even think i think that's been proven that that wasn't even marilyn monroe or something oh that's the yeah that's the person you always see that quote yeah, exactly no with. it is it absolutely <laughs> is but yeah i always thought that was like definitely a red flag quote I really didn't have much going on this week. Not at all. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm coming off my high. I don't know what it is. You're coming off your high of what? Good of moodness? Just, yeah, I've just been I've been feeling so great. And then all of a sudden, like, the weather changed. It's nice outside. And my mood's like, where's all the coldness and the snow? <laughs> Bring back the sadness and misery. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, I don't. I really don't have many, any stories, this week. How about you? Um, no, not really. We hung out again, and played some more SNES. Oh, yeah. I I tried to beat you at Super Tennis, but couldn't do it. You know what bugs me? What? I I tend to be, the best or really really good at the very least, at games that are boring and simple, like. 
Flappy Bird. Yeah, you're amazing at that game. And, it drives me crazy. And tennis and just stuff like that it requires like three buttons. It's basically timing. I'm really good at timing. But then when it comes to games that I actually care about, I'm always like <laughs> completely crap. So it's so annoying. I mean, it's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, but and then what can I say? Like, oh, yeah, you're better than me at PUBG, but I'll kick your butt on tennis on Super <laughs> Nintendo. A 40-year-old hey, game. How many, how many tunnels can you flap through in Flappy Bird? Jake, shoots. no one plays that game anymore. You're so uncool. I don't even play Everyone that plays PUBG I now. I play Bouncy Hoops. Or Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite's so old, dude. You're dating yourself right now. Everyone's playing Apex Legends or You're Battlefield right. 5 Battle Royale, whatever they call that. Like, Wildfire or something. Yeah, yeah, it's some fire. Scorch Fire. Hot, ooh, ow, burn fire. <laughs> something <laughs> lame like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, feeling all right. Nothing Good. much going on. I'm looking forward to you being out of school so we can start to learn Java. Oh, me too, man. I was just, a couple weeks ago, I was telling Adria, I made it pretty far before thinking, oh, I can't wait until the school year is over. And when I first thought that, I was like, oh, no kidding. I, it's pretty solid considering I'm like six weeks away from actually being done so yeah. it's really not that bad no it's not yeah month and a half yeah and i'm actually pretty excited to to learn java we can make some clicker games don't spoil anything we don't want them to know what we're gonna make okay you're gonna bleep that out no okay we were just saying off mic that this episode's probably gonna be pretty short because it's a pretty dead week for us. It really is. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling it. I mean, our, our last episode was an hour and 15 minutes, so I think we deserve we'll a, a short one here. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's time for Song of the Week already. Joe, what do you have for us? I bring you a song from a band that doesn't even formally have an album out yet. They are from Australia, and I heard of them through another YouTube channel. I say another YouTube channel like we're a YouTube channel, even though we're not. Um, there's a comedy duo. There are a couple of brothers that live in Australia. Fairbarn Films. Mm -hmm. You might have seen something of theirs. It's a bigger kid and then a skinnier kid. I'm sure you've seen something by them. Anyway, they used this band's song in their credits. Like It was like the, the outro song to one of their sketches. Yeah. And I really, really liked it. So I Googled the lyrics and I couldn't find it. Like I was Googling exactly what they were saying in the song and the song was not coming up, which was really weird because when does that ever happen? Yeah. So I dug through the comments for like, it must have been five minutes of just scrolling and looking through comments. And I finally found someone who said the name of the artist and I looked them up and they have like less than 100,000 listeners per month on Spotify. And I don't even believe they have a video on YouTube with more than a million views. They're a very small band. They're known by the name I Know Leopard, and they do this surprise, surprise, modern 80s funk pop <laughs> type of sound. Um, this is more disco-y than I think anything else, which is kind of funny given I know what your song of the week is. But right. anyway, uh, might as well just get to the clip. This is 30 Seconds of Landmine by I Know Leopard. You would just run 
they have less than 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. That should give you a perspective of how little they are. What do you think? I think uh, for the amount of views they have and subscribers, their production quality on the music video is disproportionately high. It's uh, really cool looking. He, The guy reminds me, especially from this angle, he looks exactly like Michael Myers from Halloween. That's true. You're right. He does. <laughs> but yeah, the song's really cool. I really like it. I was torn between this track and another one that they have called Heather. Yeah. Uh, which is another really good one. But I decided to go with Landmine because ultimately I find myself listening to this one more often. So that's your genuine go-to song for them which is a good good way to get the viewers to listen to them yeah they uh they have an album coming out on the fourth of this month i believe so just a few days from now actually it might be whatever date the fifth is Uh, or whatever day of the week thursday friday's the fifth oh so uh yeah they they have a full-length album coming out the fifth so if you're listening to this podcast even a week late they'll have their first album out by the time you listen and i've heard a few other singles from the album and they're sticking with that 80s sounding synthy noise which is obviously what i'm digging these days i feel like all my songs this season have been in that ballpark in that that neck of the woods (laughs) yeah so what do you have for us this week all right so here's a little story let me just start that story right now so i'm listening to this (laughs) it's all staying in my boy it's loading like I have a 5,200 RPM hard drive for 52, brain. not even 54, yeah, which is the standard. It's bad. It's lower. <laughs> it's really low. Than 54. So I'm listening to Discover Weekly. I took a break from listening to old episodes of the Jake and Joe show because I'm telling myself, man, it's almost time to record, and I'm really running low on reserved songs of the week, so I got to listen to something. This week, Spotify's like, Jake listens to old songs sometimes, so let's give him every old song we can possibly think of this week. So it was kind of hard choosing a song of the week based on that playlist. And before I tell you what it is, I have a little theory about Discover Weekly now. I think they take one song that you've listened to a lot and then base the entire playlist off of that. You because think? Yeah, because I'll have weeks where it's like 90s-ish or at least 90s sounding alt-rock. And it's all good stuff and it's like, oh, this is neat. Then I'll have a playlist that's almost entirely modern. And then this week it was, no joke, over 50% covers of old songs. That's so weird. So yeah, yeah they must be basing it off of like a specific song you're listening right. to a bunch. Yeah, which I guess is fair, but... That's not really my thing. It should be an average of like your top 10 most listened to songs for the past Mm -hmm. week or something like that. Yeah. So I'm listening to some songs, right? And first off, there's this cover uh, of ABBA's Dancing Queen by Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox, which I've already used. Yeah. Um, And it brings up another story I wanted to talk about. Probably could have said this in the beginning. but There's no time for stories. Sorry, we're yeah, on a very really strict timeline. Sense. Adrian and I were shopping in Target. Please, Jake, there's no time for stories. I'm going to say it anyway. Listen, 
It's all music related, man. We got to fill some time slots. Our advertisers will be really upset with us. They'll be so mad if we don't, we don't get don't at least our... 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So Adrian and I are shopping in Target a couple weeks ago, and the intro to Dancing Queen comes on. You know, it goes, wah, wah, wah. just exactly like that, like Waluigi starting Dancing Queen. <laughs> and I like turn my head to Adrian real quick, and I'm like, I can't help it. I got to dance to this song, and I'm in Target. What do I do? And the background singers come in, and it's like, oh, you can dance. But then next thing I know, all right, we're both feeling the song. We're both feeling the intro to the song. You're both feeling it? So you're yeah. both dancing a little bit in Target. Well, mostly me. Adria's I'm break dancing the in the aisle. <laughs> the main singer comes in, and just like, Friday night and I'm here. So it was, a, it was a cover and you didn't realize it? Looking out for a place to go. <laughs> and I mean, we just like snapped to each other again. And we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it's like, I think it's the actual band singing it like 50 years later. And boy, what? let me tell you what. <laughs> they did not age They well. did not do so well. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to hear the original right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I heard that song, instantly thought of that story. I thought I'd share it with you guys. And I finally came to this song that I'm about to share with you right now. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called Rhapsody in Blue by Walter Murphy. So I'm listening to this song and I'm instantly thinking I'm a cop in the 70s walking down the street and everyone respects me and I'm looking fly as hell. So here's 30 seconds of that song. What year is it? 1977. Is that really what year it is? I didn't realize uh, Windows 10 was out in 1977. In an alternate universe, yes. Wow, look at us. We're in the 70s. That's right. (laughs) That song was great. Yes. We listened to the whole thing before we started recording because it was just so funky. It was nice, man. It's like I was telling you when we're listening to it. It starts up. Well, first off, it kind of sounds like this Looney Tunes thing. It's like, bop, 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 bop. And then it goes into this cool, you know, B.A. perfect tempo to walk on the streets to. The old hard streets of New York in the 70s when gang violence was terrible and everything was bad. Yeah, that's when I want to live. Yeah. That's when I wish I was alive. You're a beat cop and you're just looking out for the next perp to take down. And then the music kind of lightens up a little bit and it gets happy. So all the people respect you because everyone respected cops in the 70s. Straight, white, male cop. That's right. Nothing more, nothing less. So that's my song of the week, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. (laughs) Let's move on to the meat of the episode. The bear meat, the moose meat, the densest meat you can think of. Mm, Juicy. JK. This is going to be a pretty lighthearted, I hope, discussion today. We've hit some more... I'm going to rip your throat out. <laughs> some more serious topics. Well, the last, like, 
a whole season, basically. We haven't really had any, like, lighthearted, I, except for the writing prompts that we did. We've been doing very, mm. like, I don't know, heavy thinking. Well, games wasn't really serious last oh, well, that, episode. That's true. But, that's true. But, I mean, he- in the aspect of heavy thinking, yeah, we did kind of get into the whole, like, how generations feel about things. Mm. So, yeah, you're right. This is probably going to be the lightest one so far. So basically what I want to do is discuss our opinions on, you know, buying and selling in the digital marketplace. I know we both have experience doing that, even recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you just recently sold some stuff on eBay. So I wanted to talk about like how, you know, past experiences that we've had buying and selling things online and whether or not we think that the digital marketplace has changed the way that we interact with people who are interested in buying our used goods or that we're interested in buying from other people. So I guess I'd like to start it off with this first question. What's acceptable trickery? What goes too far? Anything. Anything goes. There are no limits. The opposite. Basically, I want to use this question as a way to, you know, introduce us to the the realm of different questions that you know you can ask when you're talking about buying and selling stuff online and i guess what i'm looking for with this question is you know what is over the line where is the line i guess like what would you personally consider over the line what are things that you would do would you straight up lie no of course not so what would you do what's what's the line well what- here's what i would do joe yeah i would take what i'm looking for Describe it as well as possible. Don't leave anything important out and sell it to them. That's that's exactly how the process would go. So you wouldn't like hide any details in the initial post in order to uh, attract more people to start up a conversation Absolutely with you and then no. unveil those details in conversation. No. You wouldn't. No, especially because eBay... You need to be upfront about everything or they will get their money back and you will lose your item. Right. I I guess what I mean more of is like in terms of Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, something that's a little less governed and more quote unquote right. free for all. That's more in the realm of morality and ethics than the law of the land. Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah, even then, uh, I would want to be upfront. I think maybe there'd be a few things like for instance, if I was selling a car, I would definitely list everything wrong with it from the beginning because someone could seriously hurt themselves or die because <laughs> of you neglecting to tell them certain piece of information. Right. And then if there was like, oh, by the way, there's a scratch, you know, on the back after I just listed all these mechanical issues, like they don't, they're not going to care about that, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I'd say, yeah, that can slide. But what do you mean exactly? I mean, obviously, when you're selling something online, the goal is to sell it and make right. money. So right. it's not an official business transaction or anything like that. But shouldn't you employ business tactics to secure that sale? Is there anything wrong? Yes, with- but I think a lot of business tactics are wrong. Okay. Ethically. So I guess, for example, what I'm saying is, the less details you leave out of an initial posting, the higher your chances are of someone messaging you to begin with. Like, say, for example, you post uh, for sale 20, 
or 2008, 2006 Chevy Malibu. I can't remember what year. It was a 2004. Ah, 2004. I went too new. And you just posted a picture of it and you said... Inspected, good to go. (laughs) No, no, no. Not even that. Because it wasn't inspected. No. Everything was wrong with it. Right. So I'm saying just you just say something like... 2004 Chevy Malibu, 150,000 miles, inquire for more details. Yeah. If you post something like that, there's no mistruths in that at all. You've been no. completely honest. Yeah. You're going to get more people messaging you and inquiring for details than if you put 2004 Chevy Malibu, uninspected, barely runs, here's a list of 30 things that are wrong with it. I'd rather do that though, because I don't want to waste my time going through everybody's messages saying, so what's wrong with it? And then having to say the same thing a billion times. But maybe that's what it takes to secure the sale. I mean, if this is something you're trying to sell and get rid of, but you're going to have to put in some goal. work for it. My end goal when I sell stuff is to get rid of it. Right. And if you're just passively letting someone come to you instead of more aggressively yeah. marketing your item to make people want to message you, you're not exactly you know showing how badly you want to get rid of it. Even to your, like personally to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. If you put all these details, you're going to deter like 90% of the people who would normally message you about it. That's fine. But if someone messages you and they get a chance to maybe know you a little bit and then you you start to explain the details of here's what's wrong with my item, yeah, they might be more likely to be like, yeah, okay, I'll still come take a look or something like that. Uh, it's a it's lot easier. It's just a easier. waste of everyone's time, I feel. I don't. I disagree because it's easier to pass over something without ever interacting than once you've already interacted with it. Yeah, but that's kind of sleazy. No, it's not. Yeah, it is because then that per- you're saying that person feels more obligated to buy something just because they've talked to you. They don't have to feel obligated. All I'm saying well, is no. that you've initiated that. Con- you can't sell something without initiating a conversation. Right. It doesn't happen. Well, but like I still want to be upfront about everything. Just like, look, it, th- th- this is what's wrong with it. If Then if they are still messaging me then I know that they're going to take a look and nothing's going to be a surprise. I'm not going to have to waste my time or their time telling them what's more wrong with it. Like my goal is to be looked at as someone who is honest. Like that's basically, that's basically my goal when I come across these kind of things. I hate, I hate anyone even thinking for a minute that I'm leading them on. It's happened before. And I feel really terrible about it. And it's like, trust me, that is not my goal. I get really defensive about that because I go out of my way to make sure personally that I'm being upfront. I I totally agree. And I can see that. I just don't see how that relates to sharing details in a post initially versus sharing them in a conversation with a person one-on-one. I guess if you want to take the time to for every single person... You could copy and paste a message. It doesn't have to be a handwritten P.S. I love you note to every single person. If you want to do that, sure. That's just not the way I would do it, but not from a moral standpoint, just preference. When I look at selling something, my goal is to reach as many people as possible because the more people you're in contact with, just like the it's all in who you know when it comes to getting a yeah. job, basically. Yeah. The more people you have contact with and you've been in communication with, the higher chance you have of uh, you know, selling it. Uh, here, here's another good reason to maybe not share details initially up front. Say you put all the bad things in the post and 
someone scrolls right by because they're like, no, this is a garbage item. I don't even want to give my time to it. Say you, that's what you do. But then on the other hand, you don't put the details in. You let them come to you first and strike up a conversation with you. Maybe you find out that they have something that they're willing to trade and it's something that you would like enough that you're willing to give them cash along with the item you were originally, you know, trying to sell. I mean, that would end up flipping the deal, basically. They're probably getting the better end of things. But you never would have had that interaction or that chance to maybe find that thing that you would look you were looking for because they just scrolled right by your post. Well, maybe, but I mean... I know that's a very specific scenario. Yeah, yeah All I'm there's saying ways is around that, that. Right. All I'm saying is that there are situations you might miss if you are so like, I don't know, give so many details initially that it turns someone off. I think that's kind of dumb Why would they, for someone to be turned off because they know everything. I mean... In, in, as opposed I, to not being... As opposed to like having to ask. That's annoying as a buyer, having to ask for those things. Right, which is why I think there's like... you know a good mix of like where you can cut off the details. Yeah. Like maybe the most important bad thing you can give. And then right, be like, like the, yeah, maybe, maybe it's yeah. like needs a new transmission. Sure. It also needs a windshield and then, you know, yeah. this door doesn't work or this door handle doesn't work, but those aren't really things you need to list along with a bad transmission. Initially, if right. it's, if they're willing to deal with a bad transmission, then chances are a crack in a windshield or a doorknob or a door handle that doesn't work properly isn't right. as much of a concern to them. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to go about doing it. Yeah. I just, just kind feel of like, like tier, make tier lists of, of <laughs> right. important issues. Yeah. I just feel like piling all the bad things on at once. I know personally from a, as a, from a buyer standpoint, I'm more likely to scroll by, scroll by and never initiate conversation. And you never know where the conversation might lead. It might lead to the love of your life. Maybe, bro. Maybe. <laughs> I don't really have experience as a buyer because I only sell things. I've bought back when I used to flip game lots. Uh, I would buy from people, and I guess I can I can do this. If someone just said GameCube in twenty five games with no pictures, that was super annoying. I didn't want to take the time to ask them what games do you have i did because i i was hoping that it, they'd be like sleepers like uh, oh you know a bunch of mario games right and, you know people don't know what they're talking about and i think like that. that we that brings us back to what details should you include in the initial post versus in follow-up conversation yeah. and i think the amount of details is different per item like you wouldn't just post a car and say car for sale yeah five hundred dollars yeah. without any details at all right. same would go for games you don't post gamecube and 25 You'd games for sale and then crazy say nothing surprised at how many people when they just want to get rid of stuff they're just like oh here's a nintendo system with games like they don't i, I think it's because it, with games specifically uh, a lot of people just don't know or care to t take the time to look at the value of it they're just right. like get this get this out of out my of hair yeah i don't want this any longer but yeah you're right it definitely depends on on the item most people have the sense enough to be like uh to not say here's a car five hundred dollars <laughs> you know with nothing else yeah i guess that leads us into our next question is not telling the whole truth as bad as lying well 
in regards what? to buying and selling, that is, not <laughs> in overall in life. If you're leaving information out, then yes, because most of the time they're going to be asking you what else I should know, What like what's wrong with this, like why are you selling it? There's got to be reasons, even if it's a small thing, like uh, you failed to mention that the trunk hatch doesn't work or something like that. And you knowingly did that mm-hmm. to get the sale. Yeah, I think that's just as bad. You think as that's bad. as bad as lying? Yeah, I, I mean, think that is it, lying. Isn't, but I isn't, think withholding information is lying. Isn't it the responsibility of the buyer to inquire about oh, the item? Oh, that's scummy. No. But why is it scummy? Explain. Because like, that's it's, the point of this. Dude, it's terrible. <laughs> that's so terrible, man. I can't believe you. Are you serious right now? I'm not saying that's how I feel. Well, I'm, then why I'm, would you even, why would you get me started, man? <laughs> How would you get me started? <laughs> to to generate a opinionated yeah, conversation. Dude, I hate that stuff, man. I, I I totally am on the other side of that. I, I so you I'm don't, so riled up. I just I lost everything. I was just gonna say you don't think that the, it, that it's the responsibility of the buyer. You think it's no, your it's, it's responsibility. the responsibility of a buyer. I think I think that they, as a buyer, you should absolutely be wary of people who are like that. And check everything because there are scumbags out there. <laughs> I can tell that you're getting worked up because I always, I'm always watching like yeah. the, the bars in, in Audacity as we're recording, and yours have been tiny. And like for the last 30 seconds, they've been like double the size. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that doesn't release blame from the seller. I th- the seller or the buyer? No, it doesn't release blame from the seller. It's both of their faults. Mm. And, I, I think it's really scummy for the seller to be like, well, you know, you didn't ask or or you already bought it. You know, I'm not right. you, no return. Like, you know, I agree. that's that's wrong. Yeah, I agree. I do think, again, that there is a like a line. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be expected as a seller to remember every single thing that's wrong. Right. Like, I mean, you couldn't genuinely right, forget like, about like something small. Your card doesn't have a gas cap. Right. Maybe that's something when someone's looking at a car that you don't think of because it's right. behind a closed door or and something. And you've dealt with it for a year right. or two. And- that's the responsibility of the buyer to say something like, "Is are there any things like parts missing? Or, or to, you know, ask a question that might jog the, the seller's memory. Right, oh, right. yeah, it's missing a gas cap. Yeah. I think that there, you know, there's definitely a shared responsibility there, but completely neglecting to mention big things to you know, mislead someone in hopes mm. to get a sale is definitely the same as lying in my opinion. I actually have an example. I don't know too many of the details, but uh, one of my cousins shared a post. Uh, one of her friends bought a vehicle from somebody and either the person was very, the seller was very ignorant and didn't know what she was talking about or she knowingly was a scumbag and sold a lemon of a vehicle. Yeah. And what sucks is that in a lot of those situations, you really don't know if the person knowingly did it exactly. or not. Right. Because this person kind of said that there was some issues and she was told that it would be like $900 to fix, but that was very, very wrong. It was like a couple thousand dollars. Wow. There was, there was alignment issues, just things like that. And, Signs point to, yeah, she was probably lying, mm. but there's no concrete Evidence. proof of that. Right. And there's it, nothing it, you could really do about it anyway because can't. 
its final sale well, the, in those uh, situations. There is a lemon law. I don't really know. I what don't think exactly. that applies to private sales. It doesn't. No, I don't believe no. so. A lot of times when you do like a private transaction, you sign a bill of sale saying I sell. Someone will say uh, I sell a 2004 Chevy Malibu as is for such and such a price on such mm. and such a day. Both parties sign it. Yeah. That basically like, you know, you wouldn't have a case essentially. I sold that car to a scrapyard, by the way. I, <laughs> I didn't even, I could have probably You could have gotten sold a couple it. hundred bucks for it. Yeah, but I didn't want to. Right. I didn't even want to because I didn't even want to risk someone who's down on their luck needing a cheap car, driving my car, and then having the wheel fall off. Right. A lot dying. Of, a lot of times people will buy a car like that for parts. Right. Like they might have the exact same model you had. And instead of going out to Napa or mm-hmm. O'Reilly and buying a part every time they need one, yeah. have a secondary parts car sitting around that they can go grab parts off of or whatever. And what sucks is that that car, the major expensive components of that car, they were all great. The transmission, there wasn't an issue with it. Hmm. The, the engine, everything about it was awesome. It, it might have been it might have been helpful for someone then for yeah. you to sell it, specifically listing it as a parts car. Yeah. This car for sale for parts, not to be driven. I was being pressured to uh, get it taken out of the driveway. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. So I just had it hauled off. And that's what a junkyard will do anyway. Oh, yeah. They'll use it they for want parts. It. Right. And I know exactly. very well that they get their money out of it. Oh, yeah. There's pl- yeah, they definitely get some good parts out of that vehicle. I had an example for, it's not a perfect example for the question, it's not telling the whole truth as bad as lying. Um, It's kind of like a half example, I guess, Uh, but this is where it fit in the best. So I'm selling surround sound speakers. Yeah. I have them listed for a hundred bucks, I think. You're still um, selling them? I thought yeah, you had I sold them. No, for some I haven't reason. sold them. Okay. It's weird. A hundred bucks is a great deal for these. I don't know why no one's snatched them up yet. But anyway, Facebook has implemented a feature where you can open an item and just say, get more details, and it will automatically message the seller, is this item still available? Right. So what that leads to is tens of 20s or 30s of people hitting that button and saying, can I get more details? It messages the seller saying, is this item available? And then all day you just end up messaging back, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And none of them ever message you back again because they don't, they're not really serious about the product. So in the first four or five days that I had these speakers listed, I had gotten like 20 of these things. Like, is right. this item still available? Yes, it's posted. It's going to be available. You don't have to just ask me that and, send that and then say nothing more. So I had four people who had messaged me on a specific day. And I messaged all four of them back at the same time saying, you're the first person to message me about these speakers. I don't want to sell them to anyone else before I've given you a fair chance. Now, I know that you might be thinking that's scummy. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell by the look on your face <laughs> that you are. But I'm not, it's not as though I was trying to sell an item without giving details. All the details, even the, the damage to each yeah. individual speaker was listed in the details of You're the item. You're kind of banking on the fact or the hope that only one of the people will actually want it. Not necessarily. I mean, if, if multiple Unless parties Unless you're going to are... take it to the next scum level. Oh, no. Is that what you were planning on doing? What was the, What's the next scum level? You were going to see what everyone was going to offer and then pretend that person was the actual no, first person. No, 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 no. Okay. 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't have done oh, that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no, le- I legitimately would have been like the first person of those four people yeah. to say, yes, I want these. I would have yeah. disregarded the other three. Basically, what I was doing was like encouraging those four people to maybe inquire about more details. Right, right. And then whoever went forward with that, that's the person I would pursue to try to get to buy these things. I wouldn't wait for four offers and then be like, Yes, yeah. you are the first one. You have the highest number. Yeah, that's a little scummy. Yeah, like, if you're the first one to come to me for a product, I'm gonna, you know, hold and, it for you. And I think, I think that it's completely fine to wait for the best deal if you are open about it. But in that scenario, I think that would have been wrong. right where I said yeah. <laughs> four to four people. You're the first one. Right. But I mean, I don't really look at that as lying because. No one had messaged me. Everyone had just hit a button. Right. So by saying like you're the first one to message me, it might as well have been that you were the first one to message me because no one else had yet. So I don't know. I feel like that's right on the moral gray line and I, I want think, these gone so I made it okay in my head. I don't know whether or not it is. If I were if I was in that situation, I would have had to add the words one of the. One I would of have the. had to say you are one of the first. And maybe I did. I don't remember exactly what I said at this point. Maybe that was in there. Um, But like I said, that's on the moral gray line for me. And I just, I felt like it was worth mentioning because, you know, maybe that's something that I shouldn't be doing and uh, talking about it now would make me realize how much Uh, of a ding dong I was. No, only if, yeah, only if like, only if multiple or, or two, at least two of those people wanted it and then it would have put you in a weird spot. Because then you would have been like, oh, well, I said they were the first one. So how am I going to say sorry? <laughs> I guess, you know, I didn't really think about that. Like, I didn't really think that far ahead. Really? But I suppose what I would have had to do is just ghost one of them. Yeah. Just <laughs> not message them Psych. anymore. Like, <laughs> not mind. available. Yeah. Family decided they wanted it or something. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I didn't even think that far ahead. So maybe that is an indicator that it wasn't a right thing to do. But nonetheless, I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. That brings us into the next question. Do you have any interesting buying, selling stories? The most interesting one for me, and this I think this will be a good example, the first set of Audio-Technica M50s I bought, those headphones, they were special edition. They were silver and blue. And this was back when they had the fixed cord. It wasn't the M50X yet. Yeah. And it was connected right into the left earbud and Mm -hmm. it was a fixed cord so i would stand up all the time and walk away and forget you forget i wear them and i put so much abuse on that cable and my headphone jack on my old pc yeah that internally it was really messed up and the jack itself was permanently angled i would try to get it back and i'd straighten it out as much as i could but it was like from the base yeah it was it was messed up there was a disconnect and it still worked but it was a little fidgety so i sold them on ebay in the description saying all of this this is actually i probably should have said this earlier when you said it was buyer's responsibility yeah i sold them and they were pretty sought after because they were the first m50s uh special edition Mm -hmm. as far as i know Mm mm-hmm and whoever bought them had messaged me a little while later when he got them and he was like hey you know i I didn't realize that these were broken as much as they were yeah or something like that like 
he felt that my description wasn't as good as it could have been, essentially. He didn't say that, but that was the basis of his message. And you explained it, it well in the post? Well, I, I think so. Like I said, that like I had I showed a picture of the plug and it was angled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said in the description that it's a little finicky, yeah. but that I believe that the right person would be able to fix it. Other than that, it was, it was a completely fine headphone. And it actually would have worked better for anyone else because I was dealing with a jacked up headphone jack too on your pc yeah yeah so i don't know i still felt bad so i was like hey well you know if it makes you feel better can i give you a little bit of a refund and i just gave him a little bit of the money back and then like that's how i felt good about that situation see i don't think i would have felt bad about that situation as long as I felt my it, post was descriptive. Yeah, and, and I think it was descriptive, but I could tell he was being genuine. Like, he wasn't giving me the runaround. How, he wasn't, though? How? Because it is all online. Right, yeah. But I, but he, People lie. Yeah, but it seemed real. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't short. I can just tell. I can okay. tell. All right. I mean, it Fair may, enough. yeah, it may have been fake, but... If it was, I'd it was be, a good I'd, job. I'd bet of... money that it was genuine. Okay. Like this person legitimately was a little, he was disappointed. Right. He didn't even ask for a refund. He wasn't going to return it. He just said that it, that it was disappointing. And it. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, if, if he wasn't like being like, I demand my money yeah. back. Like, no, dude, you. There, it was in the description. Right. You can't demand your money back. Like, but because he came at the situation from like a, hey, I just wanted to let you know this item isn't what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. I, I still think that I, I don't think I would have given any money back just because I did my part. Like I put if in the description. If I didn't give the money back, I'd still be thinking of that to this day. And I guess that's where we differ because, I mean, I don't think it's morally wrong to have not given money back. As long yeah. as I clearly explained in the initial post before he purchased it, this is wrong. And with I the think item. I did. So then, that's but I not still your would fault. have felt like I would have doubted myself forever every time I put on but my that, new M50s. But it's not your. <laughs> every time you put on the new ones, those old ones come crawling you back know, into I, your no, head. No, I really do think about that story quite often. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't relate. I guess because I just it actually kind of sucks. Like I'm glad I am the way I am, but it's it, also it, it's, it comes yeah. with all cons. Right. It's there's it's no pros a, to being like this. You're a good person. <laughs> that's the pro. <laughs> that's the pro. I'm like a I'm a less <laughs> good person, Jake. <laughs> I I mean I I don't know. I just wouldn't I wouldn't care <laughs> about it to be honest. I mean yeah. I'd like but, to say maybe I'd try. Yeah. But honestly, I would expect that. It, it comes down to I guess what I would expect if I was the buyer. And I know yeah. that if I'm buying something online, I'm going to read through the description like 10 times before I hit that buy button yeah. because I know once my money's gone, I might never see that money again. Yeah. So I look at that at this, you know, from the same perspective as when I'm selling. Yeah. It's your responsibility if I'm being honest and explaining everything. I always, for me, I always look at a situation. It's going to be cheesy as hell, but this is how it is. I always look at it as if I was in their shoes, what would make me happy? So that's why I decided if I gave a little refund, if if I was in his shoes and the guy was like, no, you know, I'm sorry about that. Let me give you a little money back. 
I don't know. I'd be like, okay, all right, you're, that's you're fair. You're considerate of others' feelings. Yeah. And that's a pro. Yeah. That's not a con. Yeah. It's weak, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, for real, though, it's a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. What about on your end? Do you have any interesting selling stories? Well, Jake, you're not going to believe it. No There way. was this one time I had this super beat down, crappy pair of headphones, and I sold them up to be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I sold them for 10 new times. Beats. Brand new beats. Brand new beats. <laughs> no, uh, I don't really have any interesting uh, buy-sell stories. I mean, I guess... There have been situations where I feel like I've been wronged in a mm-hmm. transaction, and I guess those stick with me. Um, and maybe that should be a clue as to like how I should treat, you know, potential <laughs> buyers of my right, items. Right. My second car was a Honda Civic, a 2002 Honda Civic, and I paid. I think I paid 2,500 for it, or two two thousand twenty five hundred, something like yeah. that. It was a 2002. With at the time, I think it had like 120,000 miles on it, something like that. Not high mileage for a Honda Civic. And I went there and I looked the vehicle over, and the guy told me that it had never been an accident. Private sale? Private sale. He lived in a really nice house, like probably at least three or four hundred thousand dollar home. It was really nice. He told me it had never been in an accident. He told me that it was adult driven, all these different things, that it was a great car, good shape. Less than a year into owning it, and the head gaskets started started leaking. I didn't immediately think that 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 you know it was something wrong with the car that he didn't think to tell me. Right. Um, because Honda Civics are known for their head gaskets going bad, especially once you get up over one hundred and twenty thousand miles. That's right where the car was. So I figured that's all it was. I took it to a garage to have it looked at and see if uh, you know see what it was going to cost me to get it replaced. And they told me that the car had clearly, and I I didn't know, I was not super experienced at the time, that it had clearly been in a front-end collision. Yeah. Like they could tell in multiple spots on the frame where the car had been in a significant crash. Oh, wow. Like probably, you know, not quite totaled because the title wasn't a salvage title. It was a, you know, a good title, but they made it very clear to me that it had been in a front-end collision. Wow. And that that was most likely the reason that uh, the head gaskets went and I had a few other issues that at the time I thought were inconsequential, but looking back now, they all add up and make sense that it was because the car had been in an accident. So I felt like I was wrong I paid two grand to 2,500 for a vehicle. I was told had never been in an accident yeah. and it was in an accident and he knew that it was in an accident. And you didn't even, it sounds like you didn't really get much time with the vehicle. No, I mean, I, I, I had a year with it yeah, and at the time I was, I was 15 or 16 somewhere around there, and I didn't have three grand out of pocket, so I had gotten a $3,000 personal loan from the bank. So I was oh, paying wow. I was paying that off. So I had the car for a year, and it was dead. Oh. And I still owed 2000 on it. No. I was able to trade it for a four-wheeler, which felt kind of cool, because I got a sweet, you know, four... I don't know if we were friends when I had the Predator, the gray... Uh, was that the one that I helped you drag out of your shed when you moved? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I did have it, but I got that out of the the deal or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't a total loss, but I don't know. I felt wronged, and yeah, I that's obviously wrong. I would never say that a vehicle hadn't been in an accident when it had been in right. One. That's like blatant lying and misleading. Yeah, it, it's not even passively right because it's not like he just didn't mention it, which would be very wrong because it's a major thing. But he just went out of his way 
to lie right about the most important thing yeah it tell he told me it had never been in an accident that's blatant lying yeah and then what makes me even more mad about the situation is that this dude apparently had a really nice house so he's he's lying to you to get two thousand dollars from a 15 year old who had to borrow money from the bank right so his he's essentially asking for everything you have for what is pocket change to him that's a good way to look at it and it's probably an indicator of how he got to where he was monetarily chances are there were some other shady things he had done in the past to you know make the money he'd made yep talk about (laughs) i don't know now (laughs) seriously but (laughs) talk about uh thinking about something every night imagine being in his position Mm. knowing that he had like sold a teenager a piece of crap you should he probably didn't care but <laughs> do you remember where he lives no oh no should mail him now. something <laughs> you should mail him like a picture of you crying in an accident <laughs> like like fake an obituary right and mail it to him and then say you know what you did <laughs> you know what you did we're coming for you oh that would be awesome he probably wouldn't care he'd be like oh good Good. I spent that money the next day. <laughs> the last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up the show is whether or not we think digital marketplaces have changed the way we buy used products. Mm. Are interactions different now than they had been in the past? And is that for the better? Is yes. it you know a better thing now? I'm very glad you asked that. It's something I told you I wanted to bring up and then had forgotten that we were going to talk about it. I feel like Nowadays, when people buy anything online, they expect business quality in the sense of uh, business customer service. A lot of people, especially on eBay, are very impatient. So you're just a regular dude. Let's just use me as an example. All right. You're just a regular dude. I sold a game. You regular dude, you. The next morning before I even woke up, they're like, hey, can you send that out today? Which... Which is fine, you know, like... He's excited. I'm, I'm not slighting the dude for being excited about buying my old World of Warcraft trading cards, but... <laughs> Way to jab at that neck beard. <laughs> I'm the one who owned him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Your neck beard. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, come on, man. Like, I'm just a regular dude. I have a job. So I basically said that essentially like in a nice way. I said, I will get it out as soon as you, as soon as I can, you know, since you messaged me, that will be your package. It will be my top priority. I just said I had to get shipping materials and I'll do it after work to show him that I'm not a business. Right. I'm just a man. Yeah, I'm just a man. (laughs) That's, that's the answer to your question is that I think people, just expect everything they buy to just come from a business. And you were joking about including an invoice and all that. That's just not how it is. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like buying and selling used products now is a lot less personal than it used to be. I mean, if you go back 10, 15 years to when people were using Uncle Henry's, this is specifically for Maine because I know Uncle Henry's isn't outside of Maine. But if you wanted to buy something, or even if you wanted to list something, you would have to come up with a listing and send it to these guys for them to post in their copy of Uncle Henry. Yeah, you'd have to wait 
for your ad to even be there. Right. Wow. And then like if if you were interested in a posting, you would call them and set up like, you know, you'd have to pick up the phone. There's no way to message this person like digitally. You have to pick up the phone and establish a dialogue with someone like before you know anything more about the product. You're, you're talking to someone on the phone. You're hearing their voice. You're connecting this person. You're connecting the item to a real person. Right. And then you're going to their house or you're going someplace to meet up and you're looking at this item. Listings on in Uncle Henry's were only allowed to be like 200 characters or something like that. Very small. So you couldn't have details. Yeah. So you have to talk to someone to get details for an item. So I feel like there was a way more personal level of you know, interaction with people. And I know that there were a lot of people who like got to know each other through Uncle Henry's because they would be posting stuff in it every single week. Mm. And there were people who would be buying stuff every single week. So there, these people are constantly interacting with each other. And I think it's amplified by the fact that Maine is a small state, but yeah, you would have yeah. people who'd be like, yeah, I know him. I bought such and such <laughs> off of him some one time. Yeah. And Facebook and Craigslist and eBay, I mean, not so much Craigslist because it's kind of just a digital Uncle Henry's. Yeah. They have removed the personal nature of buying and selling. And they've really brought out the scumminess and the potential of causing harm. Especially Facebook. Yeah. I feel like Facebook is the scummiest Yeah, that's place. the worst place to buy or sell anything. Yeah. Well, I would... maybe not sell, but buy. No, I'm, I've sold quite a few things on Facebook Marketplace at this point, and it's pretty much unanimously a bad experience. I don't enjoy it. Well, when someone actually buys it, it's fine. But do you mean just because of all the messages and all the people yeah, like backing out? Yeah, just the ease of not having to even type a message to someone. You can just right. hit the, I'm interested in this item, and it will shoot that person a message. Yeah, It just brings out people who were never really interested in the first place. They just... Right. Felt like clicking, I'm interested. Because Facebook just, it's just is so readily accessible. Right. People hang out on Facebook. Exactly. They're People hanging don't out hang there. out on eBay. Or... If you go to Craigslist or yeah. eBay, you're going there because you're looking for something. Right, right. Marketplace items are like in your feed now. You don't yeah. even have to be looking for something to buy and they'll show up. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening again. And thanks for sticking with us for 70 episodes now. That's pretty cool. And if we were a high school, we'd be a passing grade now. That's neat. Joe's Shaking my head. Agreeing. Tune in next time when we probably have more of an idea of what we're going to talk about. We had an idea. Yeah, I had we did. this. We did. I had this You're written right. down on my notes for like a month or something like that. We were just kind of waiting for the right time to yeah. bring it up and chat about it. Yeah. But before we go, they're going to need a wise word. Oh wow. Okay. Hippocampus. What's that? That's a part of your brain, Joe. That does what? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I think it's a place where hippos go recreationally when they want to hang out. For a weekend, maybe a couple nights. Yeah, only white hippos, though. Only white hippos? Yeah, because it's mostly like a white hippo thing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the show. See you next week. I love you. Jake doesn't. I don't love you this week, guys. Bye.